following is a paid program. The views expressed are not necessarily those of the management or ownership of KSTPAM 1500 ESPN. This is the place to talk about everything related to the home. Buying or selling real estate. Financing and improvements that can help increase your home's value. This is Minnesota Home Talk on Score North. Here's your host, Jason Walgrave. Good morning, Twin Cities. Welcome to Minnesota Home Talk. We are live every Saturday um, from 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. So you early risers on Saturday, you get uh, you get to hear us talk uh, every Saturday morning. For the people that uh, might not be up this early, good news for you is we we are on Facebook Live, and we are also streaming to what, YouTube, and we stream to LinkedIn, um, and the pod. We're on every podcast service out there as well. So if you don't want to get up and listen to us live, um, you can find us on podcast, and you can uh, tune into us, and you can rewatch us, which I know a lot of people do, right, Evan? Um, Probably watch our shows good two, three, four times a week. Let's define a lot. <laughs> I would say most people probably, you know, there's so most much... people in Minnesota definitely watch our stream multiple times a day. Right. Millions upon millions of views. We cram like we cram like a full day's worth of info in one hour. So it's it just doesn't soak in that fast. So yeah. you'd have to watch it over and over again. Just listen on loop. That's the Very whole reason. Important the whole reason why we went to podcasts so people could you know really soak it in but where can people find us evan did i cover it all they can yeah, find facebook us on page and the youtube page and we of course have... we have the website minnesotahometalk.com there we go i think the facebook is probably the main landing point if you look at minnesota home talk on facebook you'll find not only the full episodes but clips and highlights stuff like that contact funny memes contact information yeah pictures of good houses all the things that you can want in life are we uh are we uh we on MySpace too still? No. No? No. No. Do we uh do we um stream to any sort of dating websites? Are we in eHarmony or anything like that too? Ooh. See that's maybe that's an untapped market. That would be that would be. Right? I think so. I might be onto something there. I mean yeah. we can stream to LinkedIn. I know that. And I know no one watches streams on LinkedIn, but we could do it. We might have to look into that. We'll look into that for future shows. Phone lines are open. What do we got? Let's see. Phone lines are open this morning. So what we do is we take your questions live on air here, and we will answer them live. Pretty much anything and everything goes. We try to keep it to real estate, mortgages, credit repair, insurance. Um, for those in studio here, uh, Evan is actually our insurance agent then as part of the radio show. Yeah. So not Which only does he produce our show, but he is, uh, he is our insurance agent for the show as well. So we like to play Stump the Insurance Agent a lot, get some nice calls in. See if we can make Evan sweat over there a little bit. Yeah, don't sweat. You just always say, well, it depends. And you have hedged yourself adequately, and now you can say whatever you want. Because if it doesn't apply, well, obviously it was the other side of the it depends. <laughs> Is that one of your strategies, Brent, that you teach? Yeah. yeah. What what type of insurance are we doing? Um, so I'm mostly personal lines. I, I gotcha. do property and casualty, and I do also have certifications for life, health, and, and uh, long-term gotcha. care. So okay, good. So phone lines are open. Let's see. We got, what, two pairs of T-Wolves tickets to give away. Two okay. pairs. Two pairs. So two pairs of T-Wolves tickets. It's going to be to the two best questions of the morning. You can call in with your questions. That call-in number is 651 247 No, 651-647-2910. Oh, yeah. There you go. 651-647-2910. 
Or or you can text us. That's right. At what number? 612-234-7585. Again, that's text line is 612-234-7585. Best question of the morning is going to get a T-Wolves ticket pair. And the second best question, because we've got two pairs of them. Pretty good deal. There we go. Absolutely. And the T-Wolves are good this year. You guys been to a game yet? No. Have Aren't they been? on like a five-game winning streak or six-game winning yeah. streak, something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Have you been to a game recently? recently? Last year, I went to a game. And <laughs> it was, it was fun, man. It was really good. So, so my prediction, and I, I, I called it last week. Pretty sure Evan was here. He heard me. You heard it here first. They're going to make the playoffs again this year, and I guarantee that they're going to win the first round of the playoffs this year. Finally, you heard it's it here first. Happen. Yep. Okay. And Evans insured that, I bet too. Right. right? Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> So here's a cool thing too. So we got season tickets, and that's the those are the tickets that we give away. So when the playoffs are here, we get to go to all playoff games. Do you really? Yeah. yeah. Season tickets carry throughout through the playoffs. So we got to go to a couple playoff games last year and stuff like that too. So who are these tickets for? Do you know? Um, these tickets, I don't know which games they're for. Yep. So um, you, it's your choice. You, you'll get a couple oh. of choices of games. Like which date can you go? You can grab the tickets on the dates you can go that's and stuff nice. like that. So generally, the, it's like within a week. So people getting contacted on Monday or Tuesday, and then it's like, hey, we've got these tickets for the next two or three games in town. Which which pair is right for you? So there's some flexibility there. We don't lock you down. Obviously, the first winner, the best question, has the first choice, and then whatever's left is for that second best question. So keep them good. And uh, again, if you got a question for us, call in 651-647-2910. That's 651-647-2910. 2910 for call in or text us at 612-234-7585. All right. Evan, you got uh, that fire extinguisher ready? I don't, but I do have a whole heaping helping of hot listings. Bam. Mm. So let's get to hot listings here first. So we're going to go to Minnetonka is where we're starting. we got a house at 4627 Ellerdale Road in Minnetonka. This one is listed at 975. This is a five-bedroom, three-bathroom, 4,500-square-foot home built in 1958. It's on a 0.6-acre lot, so it's got a nice big lot there uh, in Minnetonka. Um, Recently remodeled. You look at the inside of this thing. It is pretty amazing. They did a great job of updating this thing. Um, Again, this one is at 4627 Ellerdale Road in Minnetonka, listed at 975. Going to Prior Lake, we got a house here, two-story house at 3113 Grouse Circle Northwest in Prior Lake. This one is a four-bedroom, four-bath, 3,172-square-foot home. This one's on a, just a half-acre lot there, in 2000, uh, built in 2004. Um, this one's priced at four ninety-nine-nine. Another home, I'm pretty sure this one, if I remember correctly, is in the wilds. So again, it's 3113 Grouse Circle Northwest in Prior Lake, listed at 499.9. Going over to St. Paul, 1647 Ames Avenue in St. Paul. This one is listed at 329. This is a three bedroom, three bath, just under 1800 finished square foot home, built in 1900. Uh, lot size here, another nice lot, 0.66 acre lot here in St. Paul. Um, single family house. Price right, three twenty nine. Again, that one is sixteen forty seven, Ames Avenue in St. Paul. Going to Springfield, Springfield, Springfield Minnesota. Minnesota. 
buy yourself a single family home for sixty five thousand. Not Shelbyville, Springfield. Springfield. Steve, how many homes you? Uh, how many single family homes you got down there in Arizona for sixty five thousand? Boy, I, I don't know where you'd find anything like that. I, I, it, you might be a hard pick, luck. You might want to look. Might want to pick up another investment property might, here in Springfield. Go. That could be six oh nine West Central Street in Springfield, uh, in Springfield Minnesota. Price at sixty five thousand. Springfield's a nice little town. Two bedroom, one bath, fourteen hundred and sixteen square feet. Built in nineteen forty. It's on a point one six acre lot. Built in garage. You've got a garage. Finished basement. It's actually a cute little house. It's a nice little house in Springfield, Minnesota. Sixty five thousand. Going to Hastings, Minnesota. We got a townhouse over in Hastings. It's at 1075 36th Street West in Hastings, Minnesota. Listed at 252.5. This is a three bedroom, two bath, 1600 uh, square foot townhouse over there in Hastings, two car garage. Um, built in 2004. Another nice townhouse over there. Again, listed at 252.5. And this one again is at. 1075 36th Street West in Hastings, Minnesota. Big fan of the uh, the lofted living room design here. Yeah. Where instead of having a wall there, you can see out from the dining area into the living room. And then up above that is your third level. It's a pretty cool split level design. I like it. Absolutely. I love that. We have a commercial opportunity up in Aurora, Minnesota. This is the Hive uh, Bakery and... Coffee House, I think. Coffee House. Coffee House and Bakery. 103 Main Street North in Aurora, Minnesota. Listed at 590. You get the business and you get the building. So, again, it's called the Hive up there. Coffee uh, Coffee House and Bakery. Uh, building uh, was built in 1955. It's on a 0.2-acre lot. Uh, nice little opportunity there to own a cute little bakery and coffee house shop right there in Aurora, yourself. Minnesota. Your own boss, right? Turnkey. Right. Turnkey. Yep. Going up to Merrifield, Minnesota, we have a nice lot on Upper Mission Lake, Lot 25, Ridgewood Drive in Merrifield, Minnesota, listed at 139,000, 1.48 acre lot, nice big lot there up on Upper Mission Lake, Uh, so if you're looking to build your second home, or maybe you just want to have, you know, a spot where you can pull up a camper or something for the weekend, grab yourself this lot up there in Upper Mission Lake, 139,000, again, it's 1.48 acres. I have broken it. We're fine. Everything's fine. Going to Newport. <laughs> Heading over to Newport, Minnesota. 1788 Hastings Avenue in Newport, Minnesota. Single family home listed at 245. Three bedroom, two bath, 1,680 finished square feet. Built in 1942. Uh, lot size is about a tenth of an acre there. Nice little house there. Again, listed at 245. Address is 1788 Hastings Avenue. In Newport, Minnesota. And back to Prior Lake. We've got a nice opportunity here to buy a property that's on Fish Lake. This one is at 20755 Addison Drive in Prior Lake. So it's located right on Fish Lake there. Listed at 775000 Four bedroom, four bath, 4,000 square feet. Built in 1984. 2.6 acre lot on the lake. What? Nice, yeah, that's a big lot. Nice hey, big lot on the lake. that? Oh, it comes with the house. It's oh, your mannequin God. friend. <laughs> to enjoy lake living with you. Headless. Yeah, well, seller, as one does. Seller will probably negotiate with you to keep that mannequin there if you want it. Absolutely. Well, it's got to go. It's, it's, I mean, got to go with the house. Got, yeah. Go, right? yeah, you're right. not taking it without yeah, that mannequin. You sure want that mannequin. 
So again, two zero seven five five Addison Drive in Prior Lake. It's a great, it's a phenomenal opportunity. Two point six acre lot right on the lake there. Seven hundred seventy five thousand, four bedroom, four bath, four thousand square feet. Um, great opportunity there. If you ever want to get on a lake, that's a great opportunity. Uh, heading over to Savage, we have a lot for sale there. Sumter Avenue South and Savage, one hundred thirteen thousand five hundred. Uh, lot size is 0.64 acres, so it's a nice big lot as well. So again, Sumter Avenue South in Savage, 113500 Going up to Lake Elmo, got a nice custom build up in Lake Elmo, 11610, 58th, uh, 58th Court North, Lake Elmo, $1.4 million for this bad boy. Five bedroom, five bath, 5,055 square feet. All the fives. All the fives. Brand new build. Almost a full acre lot. So another nice big lot for this custom built home. Again, five bedroom, five bath, 5,055 square feet, 1.4 million. As you can see from the pictures, uh, pretty amazing house there. So if you ever want to get up in Lake Elmo, now's your chance. Great house there at 11610 58th Court North. Going to Shakopee. The biggest home we have for our hot listings right now. This one is at 2148 Kelly Circle in Shakopee. Uh, it's on a cul-de-sac, so it's, it is a nice private lot. Uh, the lot is, again, two and a half acres. Nice big lot there, 1.195 million. Five bedroom, five bathroom, 7,000 finished square feet in this thing. Wow. This is your COVID house here. Get away yeah. from each other. You can pack six, good six, seven, eight people in there. You can still stay away from each other. Yourselves. Fight the whole family over. You can social distance yeah. in your own house. I mean, you can have Christmas in there with about twenty-five of your relatives and probably you social distance your in there too, over and still be and happy. Not see her. Yeah. yeah. So it's a phenomenal opportunity there in Chacopee, and it's in a private cul-de-sac. There's only a few houses on this on this road cul-de-sac. I know where it is. It's up on a bluff. So once you get past the the trees in the background, you got views for days out there. It's a really good, it's a really nice lot there and location. Again, twenty one forty eight Kelly Circle in Shakopee, one point one nine five million. Oh, I thought it was going to be like that house in Newport for two fifty two, or Springfield for sixty five thousand. Sixty five thousand, yeah. Just yeah, just I'll a take that one. And for our last hot listing here, we have a lot here uh, at Sims Court, one six zero nine four Sims Court Southeast in Prior Lake. This is a nine-lot development. Um, you will have nobody building behind you or bes- uh, obviously beside you, yes, but there will be nothing built behind you because it's all park reserve behind this little nine-lot development. Um, so it's a great opportunity. It's right across the street from Hidden Oaks and Twin Oaks there in Prior Lake. So when your kids are in school, they can literally walk across the street. This one's listed for 165000 Lot size is 0.31 acres, so a third of an acre. Great opportunity, great location. Again, you'll never have anyone building behind you because it's all park reserve around this nine lot development. Uh, so it's really nice location. Listed at 165, again, 16094, Sims Court Southeast in Prior Lake. And if you have any questions about any of these hot listings, you can go to our website, minnesotahometalk.com. Now, Mike, if I wanted to buy one of those lots, could I get some financing on that if I'm just going to buy it and then maybe build on it and three, four, five years. Or you something. certainly can, yeah. You can get lot loans now for sure. Yep. Might be um, a good thing to do. And they're and they're reasonable. You know, it's funny because because you know construction loans and lot loans and things like that, they don't fluctuate with the market. You know, those are those are loans that are not sold on the secondary market. So the interest rates on them don't do this with the market that you would see out there for interest rates. Um, I got plenty of people on right now on a construction loan. They're at 
you know, four nine nine on a construction loan where thirty year fixed rates are at seven and a quarter. Yes. You know, so lot loans the same thing. I mean, we just got a lot loan going right now that we'll be closing next week. You know, and that's at five and a half. Good way to kind of build some. So you got your equity in there. I mean, you might get your lot paid for in four or five years, and then when you go to build on it, you got a free lot, right? Yeah. Yep. And a lot of times, you know, even like construction loans. You know, construction loans too. A lot of people will buy. We we're not ready to build now, but we want this lot. We want to tie this lot up. We're going to eventually build on it. We don't know when that's going to be, but that's that's right. where we want to be. So then you do the lot loan, you tie it up. Um, when you're ready to build, you just you you basically refinance that lot loan into a construction loan, give you the money to to build the house, and you're off and running. So and if you're really young, you could say get a lot while you're young too. Yep, get a little closer there. There we go. It was a little tough to hear you. Yeah. Okay. Um, what do we got? Phone lines are open. Six five one six four seven two nine one zero. That's the call in line. Uh, we got two pairs uh, of T Wolf tickets to give away. So the two best questions of the morning are going to win those tickets. Again, 651-647-2910. That's the call-in number. If you want to text us, you can text your question as well to 612-234-7585. Again, that text line is 612-234-7585. Both ways uh, get you in the running for those tickets, and both ways get your questions uh, answered by us as well. All right. So we got some we got some friends with us in studio, Evan. So we I wanna, do. I want to introduce our friends. Um, first, uh, first guest here, first time on the show, right? It is the first time. Um, and we didn't tell him that it was video. He probably thought it was just on the radio, but he's also on camera now too. So hopefully, he's not too nervous about that. But we got Mr. Brett Widman in with us. He's from Southwestern Consulting. Yes, sir. So he's a sales coach and a public speaker, um, and he's going to tell us a little bit more about what he does. I've known Brett for oh, it's it's been a while. It's been like eight to ten years now. Probably something crazy. like that. Yeah. yeah. Um how I describe Brent is if if you if you got called by your doctor and he said that you're you mean you got about one day left to live and you called up Brent after that and told him the story, he would his soothing voice and the way he speaks to people, <laughs> he would he would turn that into probably about the best day of your life somehow. Right. That's He'd tell you to go buy some lifesavers, right? Yeah. 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 You know, there he'd, it is. Man. he'd have good advice. His he the way he would speak to you, you'd be like, oh, you know, it's not so bad. It isn't. It's not so bad. Yeah. So that's how I describe Brent. Now, also in studio with us is no no stranger to the show. It's Steve, the Yoda of real estate, Perkins, an old guy. Now, why is he called the Yoda of real estate? I mean, I'm just I'm just going to come out and say it. I mean, the guy's older than the hills. Um, <laughs> Just kidding. No, he, uh, you know, he's he's been involved in real estate since uh, since 1973. So he uh, he's got a degree from McAllister. Um, he's also attended the U of M and has some credits from the U of M. Taught real estate uh, at Minnesota West Community College. Was a licensed real estate agent from 1973 to 1990. Uh, currently owns 29 units. At one time owned 100 units. Um, and has managed apartment buildings and yeah. bought and sold real estate and done that for all of his clients for a long time. So he's got a wealth of knowledge, um, and uh, that's why he's in the studio with us today. Yeah, you name Still it, he's done it. Be here, huh? yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. What made but, you get into real estate? Uh, actually, my dad was in real estate, and uh, he had left a, a previous uh, vocation. And, and you know, it was a good it was a good business to to sell and manage property. And we were in a smaller town, and so we did. Farms and businesses and houses, mostly houses, but um, it was a fun deal. Where are you from? Pipestone, Minnesota. 
Huh. The Pipestone Arrows. Right? Well, I'm from Round Lake, Minnesota. Oh, yeah. Yep. Absolutely. So we got Round Lake, Pipestone, Laverne. Hey, it's crazy. Southwest Minnesota. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, um, <clears throat> you know, it's interesting because, you know, the nice thing about having Steve here is, you know, the, the topic for the day was real estate then and now. You know, if we if we look back, we were just talking about this last night, too, um, when the Yoda was up last night and got there, we were chatting, you know, if we look at interest rates, the hottest topic right now is interest rates in our in our industry, right? That's the hottest topic. So if you look back to 2010 to 2020, right, our interest rates were pretty level, hanging around somewhere between four and five the entire time. Yep. Ten year span where they actually probably hit like three eight seven five, maybe there for a hot second. Went as high as five point one two five in November of 2018. I remember that because. We hadn't hit the fives for eight years, right? That's right. Interest rates were, you know, high threes to somewhere in the fours for eight years straight. Then all of a sudden, November of 2018, they hit 5.125. And everyone's like, oh, whoa, what's going on here? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then they went back down. And then they kept on going down because COVID happened and they kept on going right. down and going down. And next thing you know, we're doing 30 year fix at two and a half, yep. you know, at their lowest. So now, now we're at basically, let's just say seven and a quarter with no points. That's where we're at. So if you rewind 11 months ago, we were still talking about interest rates at 3% flat. Today we're talking about seven and a quarter, right? So it's that crazy rise um, that everyone is talking about now. But we go back to when Steve was a real estate agent. I mean, he lived through rates that were as high as what on a 30 year fix? 17%. And uh, I, I tell you, trying to sell property at seventeen percent interest was a little bit tough, but it did it did happen. But but the market probably it settled in at about half of its uh, of its pace that it had been, you know, before that. So, so let's let's talk about that a little bit because you know every, it, you know back then, Steve. So let's talk about okay, interest rates were higher, obviously much higher than where they were now. What was what was the rest of the landscape like? Because right now you have, you know, we have interest rates that basically doubled in the last ten months. We have gas prices that are high, as high as they've been for a long time. You know, the grocery bill is higher yeah. now. We have not only interest rates, but we have all this other stuff that inflation affects too. Right. That's also more expensive. Was it outside of real estate and interest rates? Was that the same case back then? It really was. In fact, inflation. When you know, I'm old enough to go back, and and we didn't have barcoding back in, when you went into the grocery store or any place. And so, you know, they actually had to have little stickers on the can of peas or whatever it is that you were buying. It had to have the price on there, and and the checkout person had to actually key that in. You know, just like an adding machine or something, key it in and add it all up, and you'd have this long on a long tape of uh, of what you bought. And I can remember uh, going in in some of these stores, and you would see three layers of stickers on the same can of, you know, maybe it was something that wasn't real fast moving like bamboo shoots or something, but, um, you know, so it was 29 cents and then it was, you know, 34 cents and then it was, you know, 39 cents. I mean, so, I mean, prices were rising that much. We, we had inflation. I think it topped out at about 15% and was just soaring. And so that's where we found actually the prime interest rate hit 21 and a half percent. So you could literally watch the price raise in front of your, you, front of your you, eyes. It was almost that much. It wasn't quite like you know the hyperinflation days, but but that's the that's the tough thing that I learned out of that, and and I did major in economics and things in college, and have really you know it's lifelong learning. It isn't what you did uh, last year or even fifty years ago, but but continually, and and that tough thing, inflation is a very tough 
critter to, to wrestle around and get it back into control. And it tends to just keep going and going. People say, well, what's the matter? You know, so we had, you, know, you could leave inflation at 8%. That's kind of livable, you know, uh, as long as my pay goes up with that and, and everything adjusts. Well, the problem is it's not going to stay at 8. I mean, it just tends to get, you know, it's 10 and then it's 12. And then, and then pretty soon you're like, you know, Argentina where it's 89% or over 100% inflation, you know. So, uh, uh, and, and we, so we, so we had that and that was, that was the scene. Now, obviously things were a lot less, I mean, expensive then, but you know, it was all relative. I mean, if you made a thousand dollars a month, you were, that was a darn good job back in the eighties. But, uh, you know, you could buy a very nice home for 75,000, you know, uh, but then that cut when interest rates went, those $75,000 houses were now 40,000 if you could sell them at all. Hmm. So. Um, it slowed things down, but that was inflation. And where did that come from? Well, the government was spending a whole bunch more money than they took in, and we had guns and butter, and kind of kind of like it is today. You know, um, everybody likes it when the government sends them a check, but when they send too many checks, well, then you get too much demand, and prices keep going up because everybody wants to buy something, and so you got inflation, and then they got to cool that down before it uh, before it takes over. So, so that's what that's what we had, and and I could just say, you know, I mean, it it went. In 1975, for example, the prime rate was seven and a half, seven and a quarter percent. Basically, we're, we're, it, it is almost like that today. Right. And you know, in in a couple of years, it was at nine, and then uh, uh, in one year, in July of, of 78, it was at nine percent, and then and in, in by the end of the year, it was at 12 percent, and uh, by April of the next, you know, uh, a couple of years, it's 20 percent, and then the Feds loosened it up in from April to July of 1980. They went from 20% down to 11%. I mean, that was, if you look back at that, why did that last so long? Because, you know, it, it was 20%. And then, and then a, a, a year and a half later, it's uh, 21 and a half. So, I mean, they were just jigsawing this prime rate up and down and all over the place. And, of course, that was short-term rates. Home rates didn't, just like now, they don't go up and down quite, quite that volatile, but they were still volatile. So... Um, that's one of the things they, they did not do a very good job of managing that. See, they were trying to bring it down too soon. So I know you got politicians and others saying right now that, well, the feds, boy, I wish they should cut those rates and get, you know, let's get back to where we were and this is okay. Well, that's what they did back then. And it went down. Sure. Well, kind of did look like it was smoothing out. Well, then it came back. That's again, inflation's a tough disease. You gave me the, the antibiotic yep. analogy. He's like, it's like when you go to the doctor, you're sick, you're taking antibiotics. Yeah, they say if, take it for three weeks. If you got to take it for, yeah. So if you got to take it for three weeks, well, after week two, you're probably feeling, you're feeling, perfect, fine. You're feeling fine, right? But if you stop taking the antibiotics then, if it's not completely knocked out, then it comes back worse than what it was before. Right. That's why you always have to see it all the way through. And then they put you in the hospital, you know? So the, the cure becomes worse. Right, worse. A so that's, worse. so inflation, and, and it's funny that you say that because, Powell came out and said that basically at their meeting this Wednesday said, look, we're going to, we're going to do what we need to do and do what we can to get it under control. And we would, we'd be, we want to be over aggressive and make sure that we do get under control versus being on the short side of things and not do enough to get under control and then have it spin out again. So he's like, we want to be extra sure that we do what we need to do to get under control. That's why we're going to raise it three quarters now. And we might even do it again depending on what we see from the effect on this, but they would rather they would rather be too aggressive 
to bring it down versus not aggressive enough to bring it down. Well, and I think they're trying to uh, to, to walk a very narrow path here because the one thing exists today that didn't exist back then. You got to remember we got thirty two trillion dollars worth of debt. Well, if you start having a ten percent interest rate, that means you got just the interest per year is three point two trillion. Well, that's about our whole federal budget. So where are they going to get that money? Well, then you got to borrow more money to pay the interest. And boy, you, you know what happens when the credit card comes and you got to to pay the credit card, you got to take cash out on another credit card to just pay the interest on on the one credit card. Pretty soon, I mean that that's I think pretty soon you're talking to the bankruptcy lawyer, aren't you? Right. So um, not that we're going to get there, but I think the Fed is thinking about that. They can't have, I mean, you know, if, if we had rates getting up in the twenty percent rate and the government is a short term borrower. I mean, that would be like six, seven trillion dollars worth of interest that hmm. the federal government would have to pay. There's, there's, they can't tax that much. You can take you can take all the money away from the 500 richest people in the country and just take everything. I mean, everything that they have, not all their income, but their houses, their planes and everything else. And you still wouldn't come up with that kind of money. So um, it, for just one time and then then they're gone. So at any rate, I mean, that is a natural limit, I think, that we've got that they can't hardly get. So they want to cure this before because. Otherwise, it could be there could be there could be problems. But so let's talk about the 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 opportunity for for real estate back then. So so what did it look like? What did it look like to buy a house then back in the eighties when rates were that high? Were people still buying or were people going to renting? But was renting also becoming more expensive because inflation oh, sure. that was that it high, was, right? Yeah. So now rents, rents have to go up. up, right? You know, so were were people still buying or what was the mindset back then? You did, like I say, the market fell about half. I mean, so, you know, whatever you were doing, like in uh, a couple of years before that, a normal market. Uh, so if you had 100 homes that were selling, well, now it was down to 50. You know, if you had uh, uh, 10,000, it was down to about 5,000, four, four or 5,000. And roughly prices fell about 50%. So, um, I mean, it was, it was a, but it was kind of a slower thing and a lot didn't really change. And so I wouldn't say people lost. And, and when we were selling homes, we would do anything. They had these do on sale clauses in mortgages and, uh, they were traditionally ignored. I mean, you'd sell stuff on contract for deeds and whatever. I mean, cause just, just to get the house sold and then not tell the lender. And, uh, it was, it was, it was risky. Legislatures were passing laws saying that, you know, they can't, exercise do on sale clauses and it was it was it was an interest very interesting time but you know throughout all that we did survive and it did uh, it, it did come around and it would have been a lot quicker i think if the feds would have just held to a policy and you know not done this up and down and all over the place like they were doing so so part of it, it sounds like what you're saying that this has happened before Oh, we've more, been here before. So. Yeah. The uncertainty's been there before. We've been to this dance. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And it'll happen again eventually. Right. But there's never a bad time to buy real estate. That, yeah, I think I think that's a good point. You know, because particularly homes, Brent, I mean, people got to live someplace. Yep. Uh, and, you know, if it really gets bad, I suppose you got, you know, you go back and shove in the basement with your brothers and sisters at mom and dad's place because mom and dad Let's are hope that doesn't happen. Yeah. Do you want that to happen? Uh, well, my, yeah, my, my, we're my, talking about that last night, my oldest gone. daughter. <laughs> They're up in heaven, so I don't want to, I'm going there, but I don't want to get there yet, you know, but. It's yeah, just, go ahead. It, it's, it has happened before, but we also have to remember, we're talking about back in the yeah. 1980s where a 30-year fixed interest rate was at 18%. Right. Folks, we're at 7. We're at yeah. 7 to 7 and a quarter. 7. Right? We're, we're not there yet. We thought rates back, I mean, before these rates went up, I mean, 
interest was at six and a half to about eight, eight and a half. That was deemed to be good rates. I mean, and historically, if you look at, at 30, 25, 30 year money, I mean, 7% is a very recent rate. We, we just got kind of, I think, addicted to these low, low rates, but that, that's not going to happen. That, 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 I, again, I don't want to be a pessimist because I'm an optimist as you look into the future, but um, uh, you know, it, it's the idea that if you say, well, I'm going to wait until the interest rates get back to four. Well, you maybe your grandson or something or granddaughter will, will see that sometime because everything, like you say, Brent, it happens, keeps happening. Comes back but, around. You know, if you're if you're waiting for that in the next few years, I don't know. I don't think we're going to see that. But um, well, that's I was having a conversation one day and I asked, when is the best time to buy a house? And he told me, he says, it's always the best time to buy a house. Yeah. Because you can always, whatever you pay now, let's say you need to refi in the future, that can, you can do that as well. So it's, there's never a bad time to do it. Yeah. We were talking about that last night. I said, if you look, if you look back 12 months and you look forward 12 months, I think our next, I think the next three months is the best time to buy a house. It's going to be your best time to buy a house in that 24 month period is going to be November, December, and January coming up here. People kind of look at me a little weird, like, why? why? Our rates, <laughs> like, interest rates are at seven and a quarter. We haven't seen that since, you know, the early 2000s. Why Why is now the best time? Well, let's look at the spring, right? In the spring market, you had a house listed at 400000 okay? You had to offer $440,000 to get the thing, so you had to go over list price, okay? You couldn't get an inspection on it because as soon as you put an inspection contingency on it, they're gonna they're not oh, gonna take else. your offer. Yep. They're gonna take one of the right. other thirty five offers that came in. And the inspectors are all busy, so they, you know, and so and so you couldn't get the seller to pay any of your closing costs. You couldn't ask them to make any repairs if there was a repair in the house or something that you wanted. Yep. You, you literally the sellers drove everything. All the power was with them, and it's like, look, if you want this house. Your agent say, look, if you want this house, you got to go 40 grand over, no inspection. You got to make a decision in the next 20 minutes and get your offer in within the next hour. You know, you can't. There's 10 other people standing there. There oh, was man. 35, houses, 35 offers. It would be like there's there was a heap of shoes. Not not like, oh, there's a lot of shoes at the door. It's just a pile of shoes. Yeah. yeah just like, oh, it's time to go. I have to start digging. You, yeah. 10 minutes yeah. to find your own shoes sitting there at the door. Yeah. At the open house. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. You know, so, but, but, inter- but interest rates were three and a half, four, right. four and a half. You know, they're starting to creep up in the spring, but they were three and a half to four and a half, let's say. Um, fast forward to now. So that same $400,000 house now, you could probably offer 380 and get it. Right, so right. now you're twenty grand under list price, and you can ask them to pay ten grand worth of your closing costs, and you'll probably get it. So now that seller's netting three seventy on a house where before they were netting four forty. Um, you can get a home inspection if repairs come up in the home inspection. You can go back and ask them to fix it, and they'll probably do it. Yep. You know, you could probably go on a showing, and then talk to your parents about it. If you're a first time home buyer, talk to your parents, set up a second showing. They could probably go check out the house, and now you can make an offer versus walking in and being like. Hey, do you want it or not? You got to decide in twenty minutes because it's going to be sold in two hours, and that's a big decision that you're deciding in twenty minutes. Right? It's a yep. huge decision, and yep. all this stuff—it sounds yeah, so exactly. different, but really, this is how the real estate market is supposed to work, and has mm-hmm. right up until the yeah, pandemic. Exactly. Yeah, markets where the markets seek an equilibrium. I mean, that's what the purpose of yeah. a free market. Right. So, so, so that's why it's the best time to buy a house is because the only the only thing that's worse now. Is that interest rates are higher, but look at all these other advantages you have advantages you have as a buyer right now. Well, you take in Minnesota too. What is the next three months? It's winter. Yep. And 
the perception is not as many people buy houses in the winter. It's really what it comes down to is right. what it seems like what you're saying. We've got to let it go. Do you know what I mean? Like, let the fact that there's higher rates go because now you have all these other opportunities that you can do instead of just dwelling on this one thing. That's the thing. You That's definitely have to get off the whole rate deal. Well, because- and there's, there's two things to keep in mind, right? We talked about last week's show and the week, week prior, rate buy-downs, how to make that work as part of yeah. your closing. You can have an interest rate significantly lower by putting an offer together that has a rate buy-down clause in That's it, right. yeah, uh, which is great. Or you can just, hey, you know what? I think interest rates are going to be lower in sometime in the next three years. I'm just going to plan on refinancing my home when that mm-hmm. happens. You marry the house, you date the rate. That's right. That's right. what. It's, so that's what the <laughs> that deal is, is right? right? You you buy a house today at today's prices at to get the best terms on the house. You can't go back and change what you paid for the house. No. You can't go back and change the terms okay. of the house. But guess what? You can go back and change your interest yep. rate. Rates go lower. Your finance to lower interest rate. You can change it like that. Mike, mm-hmm. I have a question for you. Yeah. Do you want someone to win these Timberwolves tickets? I do. I do too. So if you got a real estate or mortgage or history yeah, of real right. estate oh, yeah. or insurance, any of those types of questions, give us a call. 651-647-2910. That's 651-647-2910. Or you can text in your question at 612-234-7585. That's 612-234-7585. The best two questions of the morning are going to a Timberwolves game. I have a question for you. So if you look at Are you going off, for the best question? No, I, I can't. No, I'll give them away. Based off the last or what you've seen in the past. What do you see, and maybe this is a big question, but what do you see the future of the next year look like in the market? Will rates stay around the same? What do you see happening? Brent, and that was exactly what I was saying, given, given our yep. national debt and stuff that the federal government owes. I mean, you, you, I don't, we're not going to see what happened before. Plus, I think the Fed learned from that. Yeah. You know, they, Even these folks are, are pretty smart, and they kind of learn from past uh, errors. And so when you look at that, they that they're not going to jigsaw it way up and down and bring it down too soon. I think, I think the Powell, uh, the Federal Reserve chairman, was saying that this last time. So, I mean, if you look at that, I think you know we're going to see things gradually increase. I mean, as far as interest rates, uh, the, they'll they'll be raised. They're going to get it up here to you know what they want really want is the interest rate to kind of equal inflation. Because if you think about this now, you can buy a house and pay what seven percent interest. Well, what's the inflation rate? About eight and a half. So if you think you're going to wait and get it less, I don't think so. I mean, I, I don't think you're going. We're going to see houses. That, that market dropped much more. I mean, it, it's, it came off of this horrible wildfire peak where you had, you know, like we were talking, you had 10 people waiting to buy it. Well, that's the kind of the worst time to buy 40, a house, but 40, 40 people, yeah. Like, the, like this, I got stories up here that you would throw a listing on, you would have 120 showings set up in the first 48 hours. Holy so wow. now, So now they basically had to do showings in 15-minute in blocks. Micro showings. And it was like you had 15 minutes because the next one is coming in in 15 minutes too. So you have to be there on time. You got 15 minutes. You got to get out. You got the next 60 one. seconds to look at each room, and that's like, okay, time's up. Next room. Yep. Uh, and, yeah, it, it was it was absolutely wild. And they would say all offers due by this date and this time, and there would be 30, 40, 50 offers in. Yep. Is I mean, there a p- percentage across the board that that raised the price of the house? I mean, you were talking, I would say probably ten to ten least. to twelve percent ish, maybe think, more in some markets. But we're yeah, talking about a seven percent interest rate right now. 
Right? Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Like that's the You've got it. Yeah. 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 Hmm. So and, and so, so we've just settled off of this that, market. Though. And I think yeah. you know, things are now what I said about a market in equilibrium. It's a normal market where you I mean, where you gotta come I in agree. and there's negotiations between buyer and seller and uh and the and the buyer's got a lot more power than what they did a year, year, two years ago and stuff. So it's a good time to buy. It's probably, you know, if you got to sell, it's a good time to sell too. I mean, it's not a bad time to sell. This is, you know, people, people get all alarmed and they think just because it's, it's so different if you're on the selling side. But I mean, it, it, this is a, this is a normal market. Yeah, we're, we're in a normal market. And the other piece of this too, which is important to remember, we're curbing inflation with higher interest rates is the theory here. But we won't actually see if that's working in any real sense for a year. That's right. Because inflation is measured versus where we were last year. It takes 12 months to really see how those prices have gone. Yeah. And so when, when we were in that humongous spike because of the low interest rates, you know, it's like part of that is driven by the fact that, yeah, houses were getting multiple offers and closing sometimes 10, 15% above asking price. And, you know, like, oh, the price has risen in the last three years by 50 grand, 60 grand. That's a huge inflationary pressure. We're it definitely is, seeing that cool off. Uh, my, my guess is that interest rates come down as soon as those metrics look normal again, right. which is probably 12 months from when all this correction starts. Probably add a little bit, maybe more like 24 to 36. But, be, but you know, it all depends on where they end up. But, I mean, uh, and how, how soon the economy response. And frankly, if the federal government stops pumping in all this money uh, that people, of course, what do they do? I mean, you know, like forgiving student loans. Wonderful idea if you're a student, if you got a student loan. But what do you do with that money when they send that to you? You probably go spend it. Well, what does that do? It fuels. Now we got more demand in the market for whatever. That's the concept for. behind it. And we it raises want more price. Yeah. Right. And then that raises prices and then we get more inflation. So, so I, you know, supply and demand. So everyone's like, well, how, how, was, how are our real estate values not going to keep going down then? You know, because we're talking about that too. It's like, how, you know, how, what do we see? Do we see home values actually going down where we're not seeing appreciation? We're seeing depreciation. See, I don't think we're there yet either. Because right. if you look at inventory, you go back to 2007, 2008. That's what everyone starts was, comparing yeah. it to, right? So back then, what happened was, is that I think our industry kind of caused that. It was the loan, the loan programs that were out there. It was the appraisal processes that were in place. You know, it was it was the loose lending, stated income loans. You know, and, oh, that's what caused that because now you have a bunch of homeowners that didn't qualify, right? They shouldn't be owning a home, but because the loan programs allowed them to own a home, that's what kind of got us in that mess. We 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 hit forty five thousand listings. Active listings in the Twin City metro area back then, 45,000. Right now, today, we have about 9,000 homes for sale. Really? In January, that's probably going to go down to probably, we're probably going to see 7,000 listings roughly in January. Yeah, 7,500, something like that. That's what we're going to see going into the spring market. We're going to see about 7,000 to 7,500 homes in the market. So the supply and demand of real estate is that our supply is still super low. Yep. Very, very low. So that's what's going to keep home prices from really plummeting very much. I don't even think they're going to go down. I think they might level off, but I don't think they're going to depreciate. We're going to have the normal kind of lowering of home prices through the winter because that's just what happens on a yearly cycle here. But going into the spring, I don't see home values going down that much. I still see our, th- our appreciation next year at about sure. 3 to three to 4 to 5%. 
Well, and that was a good point, right? That loose lending that we had back in 07 and 08. I mean, we, we had the same thing then. Housing prices were just skyrocketing. But you could go basically finance 100% of it. Well, when the market started to tip a little bit, all of those loans went belly up. And people just walked away from their houses. They didn't really have anything in them. Well, what's different now? Well, you, most everyone's got equity. Homeboats, they got 20% down, right? They got equity. Even if you bought it yeah. zero down two years ago, if you bought a three hundred thousand dollars house right. and a VA loan was zero down two years ago, that house is now worth right. probably three fifty to three sixty. Right. Well, it goes back to what you said. We we're learning from maybe the mistakes that we made in Hopefully the past, so. right. and we're not going back to where we were at that time. Yep. So we're learning from that. Really, is all it comes down to. And yeah, we'll, we'll see how much we've learned. I mean, next Tuesday we have a decision point. You right. know, so we'll see. <laughs> So Brent, going to you, I mean, do you, yeah. so you do sales coaching, yeah. right? Public speaking. Um, do you work with any sort of companies? Do you do any sales coaching for companies? And whether it's real estate, mortgage, insurance, anything kind of tied? Our to- predominant markets are mortgage, real estate, commercial real estate, insurance, across anybody who essentially is running their own business. So if you look at it today, who are the people that are who are the people that are consistently doing the things that they need to do? It's the people that are out working, the people that are out getting after it. And that's kind of what we're talking about today. That's the economy. You mean those guys sitting in a couch back home kind of drinking beer at 10 o'clock in the morning and stuff? I mean, they aren't. Probably aren't going to be out doing, doing what anything. they need to do. Okay. Yeah. yeah. yeah so, so talk about that a little bit because that's, that's what you do. That's what you Absolutely. see, right? So. Um, so on a, on a, what, like what, what's your week look like? Like how many, how many people are you dealing with? And is it more of a, is it more of like a group type setting? Are you doing one-on-ones or? So when I go in to speak, it would be a group type setting, put it that way. But on an individual basis, it's more of your, your top advisors, your, your wealth enhancement advisors, your real estate agents. It's people from the CBREs, Jones, Lang, LaSalle's, those, the people that are essentially in the market. So having these types of conversations on a day-to-day basis, and it's how to not get caught up in the, exactly what we're talking about, not get caught up in the, the All the stuff. noise, all the noise. Yeah, we'll call yeah. it stuff, yeah. is what I wanna say. All the noise that's around us, and we can control that. We can control what we do on a daily basis, whether it's our, our schedule, our mentality, what we talked about before we started, the consistency factor that separates you from everybody else. And that's really what it comes down to. If we're doing those things that separate ourselves, life's gonna be just fine. I, I'll tell you what, man, I, I don't get caught up a lot into the politics and the market and all that because I know I can control my life. I know I can yeah, control. Right how my family, how they react, what they do, all those types of things. So if you block all this stuff out, life's going to be just fine. You're going to be able to, to dictate what you want to do. You still to. can have a lot of control over Spot your Spot on, man. Right. Yep. It's, it's when you're sitting there feeling sorry for yourself and sitting and, and then doing nothing and whatever. I mean, yeah, then, then it, it kind of is a disaster then. But A lot of times I'll ask for permission. Can, can I call you out on your crap right now? Because that's you got to take that stuff out of the equation. Because whatever we look for, and you know this, whatever we look for, we're going to find. Think of the analogy when you, if you've ever bought in a car. You want to buy that blue Ford pickup, whatever the heck it is, that yeah. type of thing. What do you start seeing all over the road? Blue Ford. Exactly Ford that. If I look for higher rates and, oh, my gosh, and what's going on in the market and what's going to happen, you're gonna give what do you them. think I'm going to find? Right. But if I go looking for, I'm going to be able to do this, I can afford this, I, I, 
I'll figure this out. What do you think you're going to find? And that's the shift in mentality for people. If you look over here, you're going to be just fine. So, yeah, yeah, I say there's a way to there's a way to win in every single market. Spot on, man. There yes. is a way to yep. win in every single market. The way you win now is, like I said, take that four hundred thousand dollar house example. You don't want to go back to last spring and be a buyer, right? No. That same thing is going to happen this spring. Maybe not to that extent, but you're still probably going to be paying over list price this spring because. Everyone jumps right. in the pool in the spring as far as buyers go. Super Bowl's over. Let's go shopping. Yeah. Uh-huh. Sell, nice. yeah. Sellers sellers yeah. know that too. So a lot of times sellers will wait for the spring, quote unquote, spring market to list their house, right? So you have sellers going on the market. You have buyers coming in there. It's going to be another feeding frenzy. You're going to have to offer over list price again to get that home. You know, and Why put yourself in that spot? There's another way to frame this that I think we value convenience. And oftentimes we're willing to pay a little extra for convenience. I know I am, right? Uh, Not everything is necessarily about getting the absolute best, lowest dollar deal. Because if it's going to take me way, way, way more effort and more time to get things done. If you were buying back in the spring, even if you did end up paying less for that house, you would have to go and look at 10, 15, 20 houses on average. The worst horror story that I heard from one of my clients that I wrote insurance for was they looked at 43 houses what? and put in offers on all of them before they were able to get one. Think about how that makes you feel. Right, exactly. It was two full months of oh, shopping. The mental toll oh, of every goodness. weekend going and looking at like five more and putting in offers. Think how many trees were killed by signing all, all those the do- time documentation. Word. Thank God for e-signatures right? is what yeah. I have to say on that. But, well, but the ba- point is this. Even if you were paying a little bit less, how much is your time worth to you? Imagine yeah. having a second full-time job looking for a house for two full months. Yeah, no. Paying a little bit more right now and not having to go through that Deal stress. That. Not having to go through the, oh, we have to re-underwrite your loan because we rate-locked you and it's been... 60 days, right? <laughs> you know, like we have Man. to do all this again. It's not like that now. It's a lot easier to be a buyer. We it's bought a house a couple of years ago and we, we looked at, we put offers on three of them and I was devastated after the first one, <laughs> let alone 40 yeah. more. Of oh them. man. Imagine, uh, imagine going through that like no. a dozen times and then becoming jaded. Cause I heard that a lot yep. where it just became like, yeah, we stopped <sighs> shopping for, you know, falling in love with the house and the features. We're just going to, we're just going to put offers in on things that we can afford, right? We have this bracket. We have these areas. We're just putting offers in on everything. You become so numb to it. Right. And in kind of a normal market, historically, I would say, you know, you found two times where prices went up. Uh, and that was in the spring and really the late fall. Uh, and and what, what happened? Well, it was stuff that was kind of uh, uh, overpriced uh, uh, it, during the winter, I mean, and, and didn't sell. In the spring, well, it was higher priced, and then that became that was what the competition was, and that was what people priced. And then at the end of the of the kind of the buying season over summer, the the big the long summer months, was then it was yet another jump because stuff that didn't sell it was too high priced over the summer. That's all it that was available. So I mean, generally, I would say historically that we always should say, well, you know, you might have to wait through the whole good time, and it's almost a next year sale because. Prices generally were creeping up all the time. And that was what we would call a normal market. And I think we're in a normal market now. So if you kind of think that things are going to get cheaper, um, it, well, you're, you're really paddling against the, 
Good, because the reason for all this interest rates is, isn't because stuff is getting cheaper. It's because stuff is getting a lot more expensive. And that's why we call inflation. That's, I've never understood the concept of let's wait, 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 wait. Well, unless you can tell the future, right? why do we keep waiting? Because you don't know what's going to happen three months from now, six months from now, a year from now. Do we? Right. But we tell ourselves, well, let's wait till the rates go down. Well, unless you're figuring out a way to time the market that nobody well, else is if quite you're buying out a real, yet. like taking a vacation yeah. or something like that, maybe that's a deal on that. But a house but you're buying as a long-term investment. It's a whole different ballgame. And if you think long-term that the economy is going to be bad, boy, you're a real disaster <laughs> person because, I mean, you better find a cave and get a little farm so I mean, you can grow some You know, you need an earth home. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, concrete bunker built around it. You and know? then the next thing, a meteorite's going to hit us and the world's going to blow up. And, oh, uh, you know, and Yeah, but real estate prices will be cheap then after yeah, exactly. the apocalypse. Right. Right. You, can um, own, you, can, you might be the last survivor and you could own the whole earth. Right. right? And right? I, I think to some Good degree deal. there's just we a... We solve the problem. Hard to that sell, was, though, because, you know, you got to sell it to your wife or something. You know? Yeah. There's there's a measure of that human psychology of where we want to be the greatest, right? We yeah. want to be the guy that outsmarts everyone else mm. and is on it. And sometimes it happens. But the truth is, if you're thinking that, oh, yeah, I'm going to be the one that waits, there's dozens, hundreds, thousands of people thinking the same thing as you. And so, yeah, even if the rates do dip, there's going to be that crowd of people that didn't listen to our advice and start shopping now, and they're all going to pour right back into the market. And it's going to be just like it was before, where you have to start putting offers in on everything. So even if you manage to outsmart the experts, um, which is unlikely, you're probably going to be in a bad way regardless. It's not as though it's some magic bullet. You can't just say, hey, you know... If house prices go down 20%, I'm going to be doing great. Except if house prices go down 20%, you might not have a job. Because that's what we saw in 2007. People yes. who were who were, you know, smart with their money and so on um, still might have got burned really bad yep. by the market because of the broader economic collapse. And then they're not in a position to buy anyway. There's all these vacant homes and no one can buy them. Well, and don't do now what people did back in, in those years that that helped lead to this horrible fall was people were stretching way beyond their income. Yeah. Oh, they were, yeah, they were lying on their loan applications, which, which you could almost legally do back then. And so you could, you know, you maybe can afford a $400,000 house, but they'd go buy a $700,000 house and say that they made, you know, a hundred grand more than what they uh-huh. did. And, and, and so, but we don't have that anymore, but, uh, uh, but a, a wise old guy, he was a guy, this was, he was way older than I was. In fact, when I was your age, he was like my age, you know. And uh, but he he made it so this guy was old. But he he made a good even comment to me. He said, you know, economically, you just kind of watch what what's going on out there. And when everybody's running in one direction, he said, it's probably a good time to kind of turn around and slowly walk in the other direction. Sounds but, like a Warren Buffett. Right I think there. it was. Yeah, and this yeah. guy was an old farmer, but I mean, you know, and I same thought, concept, that's a, that's a same concept, you know. So when it, like the stock market now, it's you know, everybody's selling, still selling, you know, the market goes, might be a good time to think about buying a little bit there. Houses, you know, hey, the market's come down now. Not a lot of people in there. That's when you want to go buy stuff rather than be one of 40. Run towards the storm instead of away from it. Yeah, them. I mean, that's why I keep on saying the next three months going to be your best time yeah. to buy a house. L- yeah. Looking back yeah. 12 months, looking forward 12 months, the next three months is the best time. You'll, you'll get the best terms on the house. Right. And you heard it here first. Yeah, the only again with the only negative being where interest rates are at, but you're 
rates will end up coming down at some point. You'll refinance out of there. Just make sure you can afford it at today's interest rate. You're buying at a price where you can afford it at today's interest rate. And then then you can keep affording it, and that's the main thing. I mean, rather than going and buying cars and other crazy uh, consumer goods that kind of wear out, buy a house. I mean, you got to have some place to live. What's your best investment? Die and you're in an urn or casket or something, and then even then you still need a container to live. You're not living anymore, but you still need a container to be so still got to be housed somewhere. Uh, phone lines That's are still awesome. open. We'd have just a couple minutes left here. 651-647-2910. Don't call. If you got a text question, though. Text in line yeah, 612-234-7585. Yeah, we just have a couple minutes left here. But, yeah, I, I mean, I, I hate to beat a dead horse, but honestly, if you were looking the last spring, if you were a buyer in the last spring and you ended up not getting a house, if you jump in the market right now, completely different experience for oh, you. Oh, yeah. Completely yeah. different experience. For the better. Absolutely. For the way better. Right. So, well, thanks for coming on the show, Yoda. Great to be here. Always good to have you. I always say every day is a good day that I wake up and I look at the newspaper. I'm not in the obituary column, so it's got to be (laughs) a good day. There you go. That's Brent, thanks for coming on. <laughs> I appreciate it. We'll have to have you, you on more. Yeah, yeah, I would love to. Yeah, thanks for waking up early and coming <laughs> here. Well, what else you got to do on a Saturday morning? Well, I mean, <laughs> I can think of a lot of other things I can do on a Saturday. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> next, you know what? Next time you come on, we're gonna have Evan. So you know, guys, know the one chip challenge. Have you ever heard oh, about that? Gonna make me do this? I did that on air last year for Halloween. Oh, you did? Yeah, I did it on an empty stomach, and it was extremely unpleasant. Uh-oh. So we'll, if, we'll if eat you some do bread. It, I'll do it. Yeah, Evan, I'm want, in. Evan I'm wants in. round two. So when we have round two planned, we'll bring you back on. So you everyone can likes a challenge. I'm yeah, in. perfect. Love it. <laughs> well, thanks for listening to us, folks. We're here every Saturday, seven a.m. to eight a.m. You can also visit us twenty four seven at minnesotahometalk.com. That's the best way to get a hold of us at any time during the week. Again, that's minnesotahometalk.com. Thanks for tuning in. Talk to you next week.